on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms. Just gone five after six here on High Tide. Grant Boyden and Kieran Ricky in the studio with you this morning. You've got a cheerio, Kieran. I do. I do. My old mate Jackie Price down there at Nara. He used to run the Archer Fishing Club for about 40 odd years. Well, he just received the government certificate for 50 years of outstanding service as a Justice of the Peace. The three of his kids are Naomi and Debbie and Pete. Uh, they're all JPs as well, but. 50 years as a JP, superior service, that's a, a bit of a recommendation. It's like Kieran with High Tide. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got uh, Paul Bert joining us online. Good morning. How are you and where are you today? G'day, team. Uh, we just crossed the seaway. It's a beautiful start to the day up here and we are set for a, a pretty good day across southeast Queensland. A big shout-out to everybody at the, uh, the Little Ships Game Fishing Club competition on this weekend held yesterday to, and today. They are set for another beautiful day up there on North Stratty. Good morning to you, boys. How big's girls. the turnout? Yeah, what's that? How big's the turnout, Paul? Yeah, good, mate. I'm, uh, I was spoke to Gordon from Garmin. He was telling me uh, I think they had around 40 boats. Nice. Uh, I'm going up tomorrow morning. We're out fishing now. We're just heading out to the spot, so... Yeah, mate, I think uh, it's a pretty good turnout. always is. It's a really good uh, good competition, great club, real old one. So where are you fishing, and more importantly, uh, where should we all be heading uh, if we're up north? Uh, mate, where, look, if you're going up north, there's a lot of your little yellowfin tuna about at the moment in about 20 to 30 metre mark uh, off the coast. They're lost. They're only jelly beans that are, you know, three to five kilograms. So, you know, look for those. Spotty mackerel about. Our Spanish mackerel you can't touch unless you're commercial or charter boat. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think if you just work in a local grounds for your squatties, have a spinning rod ready and uh, and try your luck for the yellowfin when they pop up. And also for those out wide, there's still a load of blue marlin. There's still a few black marlin around at the moment as well. And if you're keen to have a crack back in on the uh, like the kingfish and all that, they've been a bit slow. There hasn't been too much current. It's been a south-north current, actually, uh, opposite. So I know yesterday a couple of the big uh, amberjack 30 kilos were taken up on Point Lookout. Uh, also around the Sevens, east of South Passage, uh, northeast South Passage, and down off the Seaway, there's been some pretty good catches in the 40 fathom line. So, been some nice fish about if you're keen to have a crack out there. And also, the uh, the wahoo and the mackerel down over the border have been pretty slow. We haven't seen much in there. Again, the old analogy, no run, no fun, and that's been the case. Uh, it, it, you've got some weird swells up your way. Uh, not weird swells, weird current up your way, isn't it? I mean, the the main um, north-south current is sort of hanging off the a fair way off the coast comparatively to New South Wales. And you've got a small little eddy uh, just around the Gold Coast, Brisbane area, where the current's sort of coming in from the north a little bit, reasonably soft, and then sort of edging from a almost to an easterly current there at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, and, and that's exactly right. It it, it, um, it does that, you know. It goes, it, it, it's from North Australia down to Coolangatta is yeah. where it gets, um, you know, you do get those little, that eddy, that turbulent water that sort of kicks in and, and back around. Um, and, and But it always runs north-south here. But then you do get that, um, you do get the old current, uh, you know, which, isn't, which is, isn't, isn't that good. Uh, you want to stay on that other sort of a, uh, you know, if you find that line that runs from north-south, you're great. If it goes south north, yeah, it's not always best. 
But you know, what you will find is um, that eddy can bring in the marlin. Uh, you know, we get a, a, a warmer current, a pocket of warmer water can hold in there as well. It just swirls around. Um, yeah, but um, one thing is when someone, you know, something goes missing on the beaches is it always runs north uh, because of that eddy effect. That's right. So if someone drowns, say, at uh, Mermaid, nine times out of ten, they're going to, you know, wash up on South Australia. Um, you know, so that, that sort of thing. So, but then you go out a mile off the coast and you've got a, a pretty hefty, you know, north-south current. It's, it's just turbulent washing machine sort of a, a feel. Have a crack there, mate. So, you know, that's the thing that we're, we're just getting some live bait now. But that's the thing is that that current makes a big difference. And also the wind today, like it's gorgeous. We've got light winds. When you read a chart that goes southeast, northeast, that tells us that it's going to be a southeast, northeast kind of a, uh, of a, of a uh, afternoon sea breeze. So you're going to end up with some pretty good weather uh, for those wanting to get out there and have a crack out wide chasing marlin, particularly the big fish. Paul. Big yellowfin, not a lot of them out there at the moment, but um, there's been a few, like I said, the smaller ones in close if you want to have a crack at those. So, yeah, it's been it's been good fun. We've been getting some good fish. The beaches have been flying. There's been a few tail on the beaches at the moment. If you want to have a look at the tail on the beaches, they've been really good, actually. So there's been some nice catches around all around, but you've just got to, just got to get that time to hit it right, hit the right beaches, hit the right time, and uh, and you'll do quite well. Um, other cats are estuaries. Oh, how's a mangrove jack? Jeez, we're getting some beautiful mangrove jacks, uh, particularly around those areas of, uh, of Bundle Bridge uh, in the river, the Narang River. There's been some awesome catches as well for those who want to have a look at uh, uh, tarpon around the Southport Seaway. There's Golden Trevally in the uh, Broadwater. There's plenty of Big Eye Trevally out there as well. I mean, the fishing has been phenomenal. Let me paint a picture for you boys for a sec. We're at the outside. I'm looking at Surface Paradise. I'm about five nautical miles to the north about half a mile north of the seaway. And it is like, it's like in an American uh, bass tournament when you've got 4,000 boats <laughs> flying out of the seaway. All I'm looking at is, I'm looking at the port light, can't see the starboard because I'm on the north side. And, mate, there are boats. There are so many boats. And they're all racing out. They're all racing out. It's like a race. It is, seriously, there would have to be... As I'm standing here looking now, there'd have to be 150, 200 boats going, all doing 35 knots behind each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh all my God. powering out to, to get that one good spot. Look, what I wanted to talk to you about, I tried to interrupt there for a second. Yeah. Um, with that warm current, have you found that the snapper have moved outside of that? Because I've been, the reports I'm been getting no. here on the coast, yeah. down here, is they said, like, the snapper in close are a little bit quiet. They're quite patchy, yeah. Yeah. but they're finding them outside the 60, 80, 80 uh, metre mark. Yes, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like at the moment, our warm waters that we've got, like, you know, it's, um, it's 20, 20, just over 26 degrees, the water temp. So it's pretty bloody warm. I'm looking yeah, at it right warm. now. Yeah, 25.65 going off my garment. So that's what it's telling me. But... You know, down deep, it ain't going to be 25.65 degrees. No chance in the world. It'll be, you know, probably around about 18 and then getting cooler as you get further out. Yeah. So this is the thing, is that the snapper this time of the year, being summer, don't really get numbers unless they're in deeper water. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's the icky part, is like, you know, they're, they're, not a, they're not a warm water species. That's why you don't catch, you know, the big ones right up there. Oh, we lost one. Uh, right up there in the top end of, you know, of Australia. You get different snapper, the gold band snapper and stuff. But our snappers traditionally a winter schooling fishing close. So you're going to be catching them this time of the year in the colder water out further. 
Okay. Uh, and then, uh, and then they'll then they'll come back in close and have a crack in those cooler waters during the uh, cold time of the year. Are you live bait fishing? We are, mate. Yeah, we're live baiting for spotty mackerel today. So we're going to go out there. There's been a lot of yellowfin and uh, and spotty. So we're going to go out and try for some some uh, spotty mackerel. We've got our medals because uh, you get them on the spin. So my recommendations would be a 25 gram lure um, and also. You know, this, they love eating the lures because they're eating the bait fish. Wow, that's a good haul. Uh, when the bait fish come on, as the sun gets up, you know, that's the time to go and catch your, you know, that's when you want your bait. So we're getting yep. bait right now, and then we'll go, uh, we'll go out there, we'll uh, try our liveys nice and early, the perfect time, and then as the sun gets up, the bait will start to boil on the surface, the fish will come up and smash it on the surface. That's when you, you can uh, start. Will you run a teaser out there no, with a live yeah. bait? No, definitely not, mate. Definitely not. We'll just put a couple of liveys out in the back, just a, a, a quick little bridle with a hook, just All a right. little hook, just hanging in the back of it. Otherwise, the mackerel will eat your teaser. So yeah, no, definitely not. But the marlin, absolutely. I mean, the marlin are that thick yesterday. And I know they're getting heaps of Fort Stevens and all those places. That you know, it's been a great, great season so far. Because that the marlin was so thick yesterday, they'll catch them on bait chicks. You know, you'd be pulling up a bait <laughs> out of the uh, out of the bait ball, a slimy mackerel, and you could see on the sound on the garment, you'd see the. The, the, the bloody, you know, this strikey little thing, the wiggle, red wiggle line on your sound to come up. You think, oh, there's a marlin, and next minute, you know, your, your line's going horizontal um, out of the water, and the fish is jumping with a, with a you know, a size eight snapper lead banging it in the head. You so know, yeah, you know what would be quite funny to watch? We've got Grand, who's a sailor, right? He's got a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got Blakey, who's got his big motorboat. <laughs> yeah. And they both run lines out the back. Yep. I'd love to see them, how they're going to handle their knockoff for 200 kilo marlin. It's really easy. <laughs> uh, no, it's really easy. You know what You know what we do, Paul? What? You reach down to your right ankle, you grab the knife, you cut the line, and you keep going. <laughs> There's no way in the world I'm going to pull a marlin onto a 22. <laughs> Imagine the, imagine the fun though; it'd be awesome, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I know it would be it would be awesome. Yeah, and this is the thing, you know. You just got. I remember going around the West Sundays. I hired a bear boat charter there once. It was the last time I ever did it. And and the um, what what happened was we got into the uh, we got into the, uh, the, the the tuners and stuff like that. And it was it was so cool. It was so cool. We got into the tuners on the on the boat. It was great, you know. It was, it was really a. a, a Weird way of fishing, but it worked. You know, it was good. It, it worked perfectly. <laughs> Buddy, we need to fly. Happy fishing today. I hope it's a, a profitable day for you. Yeah, got, thank you, got, you very much, boys. Take uh, care. Wait uh, here. Wait here. Are you going to step outside or what? No, nah, mate. It's on seven plus at the moment on the catch up. But uh, we're also um, back on tomorrow uh, with an encore of last year's season. At two thirty on Sundays, but the new show comes back. Thank goodness on March five. Okay, and we'll have you back on high tide at five past six tomorrow morning, mate. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> A full report on today. Thanks for okay. your time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got the laugh. He's off fishing and enjoying himself with the gang. It's and he fishes with nothing but Shimano. Seventeen after six. Talking sport. Play immediately stopped as LeBron James celebrated for an on-court presentation. What? During the game? Yeah. So, hang, hang on. <laughs> you can't just stop. 
right, you can celebrate. You can celebrate after the game no, no, and do all of no. that after the game. You lose the moment. I think we should present the Clive Churchill medal. Seventy minutes in, stop the game. <laughs> stop the game. Nah, you've been ridiculous. Now that's a very poor example. Have your say. See, I'm not alone, Graham. Right. Baseball's not a bad sport. Step up at basketball, oh please. Talking sports. Dry, I don't think we need to Americanise. Well, we've Americanised our games because we followed whatever the English did. New Zealand followed that sort of tone a lot longer than us. But their commentary and their sports coverage now is totally Americanised and they've got rid of the BBC stuff. So it's just the way sport's going to progress. Talking sports, weekdays from 3 on 2SN. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Summer is here, and you want your car air conditioning working at its best. You'll be blown away with the air conditioning service at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Our fully qualified mechanics will help keep you cool through the summer with a comprehensive service of your car's air conditioning system. So book online today at repcoservice.com. Something that can help you manage mild arthritis and other aches and pains is Arborvitae Joint Health, just like it helped Gary. Take my word for it, just take it. The worst that you can do is not like it or it doesn't work. That's the worst that can happen. Other than that, just give it a go. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone Arborvitae on 1300 879 Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade Kensington or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? News, sport, talk 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I 20 go. after 6 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden and Kieran Ricky in the studio. We're going to be joined, hopefully, by Blakey in the not-too-distant future too, Kieran. Yeah, he should be on. We'll give him a try. I didn't get to talk to him the last couple of days. He was leaving Port there last Tuesday uh, from down there in Tasmania. On his way back up here from Hobart. So hopefully he's in but mobile If the range. seas aren't right, he will pull in and uh, rest up and enjoy himself. In his little tugboat? His little tugboat. His little tugboat. Yeah. Robert Bersack <laughs> from the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party is joining us. Good morning, Robert. How are you? Good morning, Grant. I'm really good, mate. Thanks. And hi, Kieran. How are you? I'm good. Hey, listen, Robert. What's your current title? My current title? Yeah. I'm a member of the Legislative Council in 
Shooters, Fishers and Farmers member. Yeah, you're the main man. I wouldn't say I'm the main man, but I am a man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Grant said to me... Well dodged. What's Mr Borzak about? And I said, well, he's the main man. Well, look, I've been there a while um, in terms of the party. uh, I've been there almost from the very start with John Tingle and... uh, uh, I'm right through going, going right through this whole process up to re-election again. I've been uh, in the uh, upper house for what twelve years now, so twelve and a half years nearly now. So, yeah, it's uh, all been ex- exciting and a, and, a, and a good ride. And I think we've done a lot of good things for fishers and shooters and farmers and all sorts of people. How has it changed in that time, in your view? Uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's that's an interesting question. We we. Uh, we first came into the Parliament in 1995 when John Tingle was elected, and then we had 16 years of Labor. Um, and now we've had, uh, so far at least anyway, uh, 12 years of the Coalition Government. And uh, the the Upper House has changed where, where you know, where I work and live with Mark Benasiak. Uh, it's changed actually quite a lot. Um, the ongoing influence of the crossbench members, which includes us, but also includes others uh, like One Nation and Greens and a few other bits and pieces uh, have become more influential and in that 16 and in this 12 in this last 28 years at least uh, no government has had a majority in the upper house so they've always had to deal with um, a minor party or two to try to get legislation through so uh, we've had plenty of opportunities and we've done quite a lot when it comes to uh, issues relating to, in particular, fish oats, for example. Um, and we've been in a position, because the Upper House is a statewide representation as opposed to just representing seat by seat, whether that's in Sydney or up the North Coast or South Coast or anywhere else in the state, um, we're able to pick up campaigns. And uh, one good one, which, of course, is wholly relevant to uh, fish oats, is uh, 2018, before the March 2019 state election when uh, Premier Berejiklian and the then Minister Niall Blair sought to set up 23 new marine parks and um, we uh, went on the campaign trail on that. I don't know whether you recollect what happened there. but um, I do. It, it was a pretty scary time when you think about it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, they've still got about 47% of Sydney Harbour closed, anyhow, as yeah, like in marine parks. But what you were famous for as well is your um, involvement in the greyhound industry. Well, that's that's right, Kieran. That, that's another that's another uh, campaign that we took on, even going back as far as 2012, and when um, our friend Mr. Baird at that time decided, just on the whim, I suppose, because you've got to understand that the coalition government's got a very strong streak of animal rights in their agenda. Uh, they just sought to overnight and that make an announcement that the greyhound industry was shut down within 12 months. And uh, we took that campaign on too. And uh, we worked very hard and did quite well out of that too and resulted in the, the, the Premier backflipping and then resigning and also um, the uh, leader of the National Party, um, uh, Troy Grant, also resigning and, fo- and following his, uh, his master, the then Premier, of course, mm. into... Uh, uh, oblivion, which is where they belong. I mean, they shouldn't be, shouldn't be making these... Uh, Ridiculous. Uh, you know, he, he, was a, he was a piece of work, Mike Baird. 
But nothing like his father, Robert. Do you do you sort of feel that like with both Liberal and Labor now they've become so vanilla that people are looking for alternative options? Oh, I think I think there. I think you're right. I mean, there's definitely if you look at what's going on even in the lower house. That's right. Um, uh, the Liberal Party are running scared. We saw that at the federal election. Um, you know, what do they represent? Who do they represent? Uh, people like you. You're going to see a lot more. Uh, I suppose, breaking up of the representation. The Teals, for example, which aren't the sort of people that actually support fishers, I might add, or, or shooters or <laughs> even farming, but, but they, they are taking Liberal Party seats. Uh, you'll see more of... The, we're, we're seeing it even in our own party where we saw yeah. uh, individuals decide that, oh, well, we don't like being representing shooters, fishers and farmers anymore. We're going to go and do our own thing. Uh, and there are going to be a lot more independence in the future, and it's going to be harder and harder for governments to govern. Mm. And the the primary votes that the major parties are getting is falling. There's no question of that. And it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting exercise on the 25th of March to see who actually does get a majority, whether a majority can indeed be gotten at all. Well, I hope we get the chance to catch up with you a couple of times before then and you can keep us uh, abreast of how things are, are going because it is an interesting election, as you say, and I don't think it's it's going to be a... I don't think everything's going to fall the way some people, and I'm talking about people in the media here, think it's going to fall. No, yeah, it's, it's not a given. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, um, what, what we've... I mean, if you go by the bookies... Uh, I think uh, the TAB have got Labor on a dollar fifteen, and the Coalition on five dollars fifty, or something like that. Uh, but what we want, what we do want, is we we do want a government that actually has a majority. Uh, the last thing we want to see is uh, uh, a government, whether it's Coalition or Labor, being supported by left-wing uh, people uh, on the crossbenches yeah. in the lower house. That are not supportive of fishing, not supportive of farming, not supportive of uh, shooting and hunting. And, uh, and you know, things like greyhounds, for example, which Kieran raises again. It's, uh, there are lots and lots of issues that uh, primarily really revolve around the domination of uh, New South Wales by what happens in Sydney yeah. and without any real consideration of what goes on in the book. Another, I'm going to talk to a gentleman called um, Richard Varvel, who's the director of hunting... Uh, for fisheries from the DPI. Um, he's coming up in about 6.30 in about 30, 30, three or four minutes, right? And um, he wants to talk about hunting. And, uh, of course, Shooters Fisher Farmers Party were very much involved in establishing the bow and arrow hunting. Oh, yeah, bow fishing. That's yep. Right. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Well, you, and you go, to, you go to even a situation where in South Australia now, they're trying to ban bow hunting. I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, you know, look, some of these people. There, there really is some crazy stuff getting around, yep. and uh, a lot of that stuff's driven by animal rights, of course. But, uh, yep. yeah, it's been a, been an interesting campaign so far, and we're we're seeing that ministers fall left, right and centre. We saw uh, Damien Tudhope resign yesterday from his uh, ministries, and uh, Peter Poulos stepped down, and, uh, yeah, and then... We saw uh, what Terry Campisi stepped down. I think down I'm going to school with that, Peter Poulos. So they're dropping like flies. Well, okay. if, it's been, if it's been interesting so far, I, I dare say it's going to get a lot more interesting before March. Thanks very much for your time this morning, and we'll stay in touch. 
All right, thanks, Graham. I'll see you, Kieran. Bye. See you, 29 after 6 here on High Tide. A quick break, and we'll be back with more in a moment. Sydney's ultimate golf destination is Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With three separate function areas and an immaculate Par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is the perfect venue for corporate golf days or that special game of golf with your mates. To find out more or to make a booking, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or call Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670-8888. Brain tumour. Migraine. Dementia. Concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease. Stroke. Epilepsy. Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300-88-6660. Hi, Shelley Craft here. Make it a great Aussie summer with Australian Made. Look for genuine Aussie products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. There's thousands to choose from. Whether you're planning a backyard barbie, a day at the beach with the family and friends or just chilling at home, remember to look for the famous green and gold Australian Made logo and support our Aussie makers, farmers and retailers this summer. Visit australianmade.com.au forward slash summer to find genuine Aussie products. If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, network construction services could save you a hell of a lot of time and believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like waterproofing or concrete cancer repairs, which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 9808-5673. Got it? 9808-5673. The Kia EV6 GT, a sleek, pure electric supercar. Enjoy your flight. The Kia EV6 GT. Kia. Movement that inspires. When it comes to the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, stiff, sore and sorry pain relief gel may assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for stiff, sore and sorry pain relief gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest stiff, sore and sorry stockist, go to loveallcollection.com.au or phone Ray 0406 671359. 2SM, Sydney's Talking, 2SM 1269. <laughs> On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Still a lot more to come on the High Tide program, including our next guest, Swanee. How I love you. How I love you. Rugby <laughs> League is back. I don't know if we're talking fishing or football here. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, we talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Avon. Is Yvonne there? Morning. Morning. How She's are you? always there. Yeah, no, we're up at, actually, we're not at Marusi. We're up at um, Harvey Bay. Harvey Bay, beautiful. nice. Beautiful, mate. Yeah, beautiful one day. Perfect for next. 
Well, if only you can get your time zones right, we'll be good. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you watch the phones light up now. You watch the phones light up now. <laughs> what? All those faded curtains. All right, then. Um, yeah, we've just up here for a few days. Um, we haven't been up for a couple of years, so uh, we're staying with Denver and his uh, lovely partner, Georgie, for a couple of days, and then we're, this morning we're going over to a mate, uh, old mate of ours, Terry Apo. So we'll be down the boat club today, terrorising them. But, uh, yeah, Swanee, yeah. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, right? Now I'm thinking maybe, maybe this is not just a little holiday for you two, or a little bit of a, a getaway. I think you've got an alternative pad set up so that when Kieran comes up and drives you nuts, you can escape. Yvonne's <laughs> <laughs> laughing. I, I'm close to the money. Swanee's saying nothing, and Yvonne's yeah. like, la- I've nailed that. Yeah, it's worth a two-hour drive. <laughs> Yeah, like we went down yesterday morning to give the clam prawns a, a bit of a run. Um, first time we fished with them. Yeah. And uh, we went down the Rangan Pier, a, a kilometre of pier there. I've never seen so many fishermen, <laughs> and it was like from midweek. But uh, we managed to find a patch about halfway out, and uh, um, we tossed the lures around for a while, and uh, this little fella is. Had no success. I had I had the medium size prawn on, and uh, Denver I put the big one on for him, the, the large prawn, and uh, he nailed the, the biggest pike I've ever seen. Um, which actually they're quite tasty. We ended up having it for dinner. Uh, I run the sides off it and splayed the rib cage out, so it made it boneless. And they're not bad eating at all. I prefer other fish, but they weren't too bad. But. Uh, Oh, about 15 minutes later, um, he's nailed a, uh, a creamfish, and a big creamy that had a screaming run and then one jumped through the lure, unfortunately. But uh, about 15 minutes later, he's on the, it just seemed to be on the end of the retrieve. We were after flatheads, but high tide, so they were pretty well first out. But uh, he'd bring along the bottom and then as you, as we were, uh, he was bringing the lure back off the bottom near the pier. Uh, both times, all three times, the fish that he, he nailed that they took off, uh, they they grabbed it on the way up, and a, a spotty mackerel grabbed it, and uh, it was only on for a couple of seconds, and, and the hook pulled it on, unfortunately, again. So they they worked, but the prawn come through pretty much unscathed, a couple of legs missing. But, uh, yeah, we had a bit of fun. Well, he did, I did. But, uh, yeah, uh, they definitely work. Anyhow, me and my old back at Marucci, mate, with the big seas still on during the week. Not too many boats made it outside, uh, except for one. Uh, I call him a Richard Cronium on this phone, but he tried to have a go at the bar in the catamaran, a little bar bar at the night time, would you believe? Oh, you're kidding. Nah, not kidding. Anyway, uh, of course, he got smashed by a couple of big waves, lost power, and uh, early morning joggers were greeted with the side of a big catamaran on the Lulabar Beach in the, the next morning. So, anyhow, they managed to get him off. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I saw that. I saw that. Um, he, um, I'm trying to think of, he's actually well known in the area and actually. Known, well yeah, but he was actually known as uh, being being quite uh, quite a handy skipper and not somebody yeah. to do something you know too silly. So uh, yeah. I'll endeavour to find out more about that for you. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, yeah, no, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, the reputation's there now, right? Yeah, I reckon, anyhow. Yeah, now the river's quietened down a bit. Uh, after the full moon, they were getting a lot of jacks, but there's still a few to be caught. Of course, the regulars uh, and the flathead, plenty of flathead, of course. Um, uh, a lot of fishermen, on the, of course, uh, on the river because they can't get outside. They've been busting for a fish, so... Uh, and with the uh, Bradman uh, Avenue ramp closed till May, they're doing big renovations on the on the parking area. Um, yeah, there's only the Fishman's Road ramp there, so it's got a bit crowded. So if you want to get out on the river, you've got to get down there early to get a park, although there's plenty of parking up the road, I suppose. But uh, I was talking to, yeah, I was talking to uh, uh, a couple of fishers there, Actually, one of at about two o'clock in the morning went down to pull the crab trap out, and uh, he was just pulling his boat that boat out up at the ramp. So I walked up there to talk to him. I spoke to him a few times. This young bloke, he, he targets barramundi, which are, are usually an occasional catch in the Marucci, but this fellow targets them and does quite well. And he had a sixty-centimetre jack and an eighty-three-centimetre barometer. Barramundi in the in the boat, so he just fishes moon phases and tide, mm. and uses live bait. So you know they're there. There's good fish to be caught there if you put the hours in and use the right gear. Crabs are on, mate. Crabs on, Kieran. Okay, you they're on everywhere. Yeah, well, I, I, I spoke to uh, Greg up at Rainbow Beach, and he said, mate, the mangrove jack and mud crabs are in plague proportion from here right across the Fraser. Yeah, yeah, well, actually, we saw one uh, one fella pull the big blue swimmer off, uh, grabbed one of the uh, live herring bait, and he, he got hooked up in the line. This bloody, it was a big blue swimmer, pulled him up onto the onto the pier yesterday morning. So, you know, they're catching them on, on live baits. We, we had um, crab spring rolls. Mud crab spring rolls for Revon's birthday party. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Monday and Tuesday, I put the pot in, and I got three keepers. No, really good crabs, full of meat. Uh, yeah, so uh, one hundred and fifty dollars worth of uh, crab meat went into some spring rolls. <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice spring rolls. I shall talk to you, Pierre, a little bit later. Okay, then. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't make it too late. No. No. We'll be down at the boat club for a few hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, you two. Okay, great. See you later. Bye. 20 minutes away from seven here on Heights. So we're going to talk uh, in a few moments' time about how to, how to get your hunting licence. And if you do have your hunting licence, how to come up to date with uh, the skills and knowledge required to make sure that you can do it in a safe manner. And places to go and hunt for Places fish. to go and hunt. There's been a whole heap of areas that have just been opened up. So um, there's a lot to talk about there. If you're heading out today, just an update on the weather for you. The winds should be northerly 10 to 15 knots turning northeasterly 15 to 20 in the middle of the day the seas are about half a meter a sunny day big big uh, temperature spike today of around 31 degrees and the chance of a thunderstorm late in the afternoon i called it a southerly change when uh, who were we chatting to i forget and um it's it's more a uh, a front coming through if, if i'm being more 
factual. It's just the winds are going to swing around from the south, but you would call it a front more than a southerly change, I would think. Yep, and no rain. So when you go to the races today, they're racing at Rose Hill. Where, uh, the tips today for Rose Hill is race four, number three, King's Gambit, race seven, number eight, King Frankel, and race eight, number three, the Aft Cabin. Go to Melbourne, it's race seven, number one, Nature Strip. 19 to 7 here on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. A quick break on High Tide and we're back with more. Afternoons with Pete Davis. Okay, Davis. Now, with the interest rates were too low for too long, Yes, we could have bumped up interest rates when we were in a healthier position mm. before now. Our banks have made more profit when we were on a low interest than that will be when it's high. Yeah, James, now I understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing, which is to try and combat inflation, to stop Australians from spending, to try and bring that down. I think it's almost unfair. There's been too many rate hikes in too short a period of time. Pete Davis. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgrouppranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend, the skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? With the biggest names and the best prices, you'll want to shop until you drop. Peters of Kensington has become a Sydney institution now with additional locations at Barangaroo, Birkenhead Point and Alexandria. Peters of Kensington remains what it always has been, a family-owned and operated Australian company. Visit Peters of Kensington for the best quality homewares, luggage and dinner sets at amazing prices. Peters of Kensington, why in the world would you shop anywhere else? 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. (laughs) 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could 16 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. A very good morning to you. Thank you very much for being along on the program this morning. Kieran Riki and Grant Boyden in the studio. And just before we introduce our next guest, we also now have Alan Blake on the high seas. How are you, Blake? Hey. I'm very good. How is everyone up there? Good. Hot? Whereabouts are you? Uh, we're at Shelton Passage, which is between Fraysonay Peninsula and Maria Island. Nice. So it's quite nice. It was 34 degrees down here yesterday. That's his climate change. <laughs> <laughs> What's the water like? What's the swollen sea like? Uh, yesterday it was uh, nor'east and blowing 25. Swapped to a southerly last night and stayed south all night, but it's only 10 knots. Uh, there's some wind warnings current for today for different places, but the weather forecasts are a bit conflicting. Well, well Blake, you might want to hang around. We've got uh, joining us online at the moment Richard Barbell, who's the uh, Director of Hunting for the New South Wales uh, Department of Primary Industries, uh, chatting about uh, the, the basics of hunting and how people can become involved. And, and this is a massive, massive growing sport. Richard, thank you very much for your time this morning. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Good morning. It is very much a growing sport, isn't it? And people are, uh, what have you had an increase of nearly 25% of registered people, licensed people over the last five years? Yeah, that's correct. uh, And what we're talking about here are the game hunting license holders, so the ones that have licenses to hunt on on public land. And yeah, we've seen an increase. Now we're sitting at around 24,000 licensed uh, hunters. Um, which is when I sort of came into um, the department about five years ago, we had about nineteen odd thousand. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it has been a strong growth over the last five years, and yeah, it's, it's good to see. And if you want to get involved, I mean, what what sort of a license do you need? How do you go about getting that? Um, so for public land hunting, yeah. so in New South Wales, uh, there's about two hundred state forests. Um, that are open and declared for hunting. And what that means is if you have a hunting licence, which you get through the Department of Primary Industries, you can just sort of Google DPI hunting and our page will come up and there's various links. Um, But essentially, there's some um, training and education that you do as part of the the package. You do a test to make sure that you understand the rules and regulations and sort of some principles around safe and responsible hunting. And follow the bouncing ball. So the hunting part is only with bow and arrow? No. Um, so with New South Wales, in um, state forest hunting, you can hunt with firearms if you have a firearms licence, which is separate to our hunting licence. So for people hunting with firearms on public land, you still have to go through the firearms registry mm-hmm. and do the associated um, firearms licence requirements. And Richard, I think um, even if you've had your license for some time, just refreshing yourself on the rules and any potential changes that may be out there would be worthwhile doing because your your peak period is just about to start. Yeah, true. Um, coming into sort of March and April, um, for the, those who are deer hunters, is a peak period. Um, and we've had a few changes, small changes over the last, well, at the end of last year, we had a regulation update. Um, so it is always good to understand what you're what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and again, similar to how you get a license, you can have a look online, 
Google DPI hunting and our various pages have sort of the rules and regulations and various links, but no, it's certainly a good one to, to be aware of before you get out there and our compliance officers will be out sort of in force where they can. Um, so hopefully you'll be able to run into them and show that you're doing the right thing. Hey, Al. Al. Yes, yes Darren? You got any questions for Richard? No, just uh, the hunting license, you said 24000 Is that 24000 for bow and arrow or 24000 with a gun license? Uh, that's a complete mix. So that includes bow hunters, um, firearm hunters and dog hunters. Okay. So what, what are the, the dog hunters? What are they actually? They're using dogs and, and firearms, are they? Uh, various. So you've got yeah. various forms. You can have uh, people like German Shorthead Pointers who point um, point for deer. They're using dogs. Um, you've got people who hunt uh, with pigs, uh, hunt for yeah. pigs, um, which is, you know, at the moment there's a, a really big increase in pig numbers sort of and I'm talking anecdotally at the moment, but um, yeah. there has been a, a, a big sort of rise in, in pig numbers with the weather and associated factors like that. So being able to support sort of the rural regions, remove pig numbers has been a, a big effort from hunters across New South Wales. So are the hunters allowed to hunt in national parks or is that, again, a specific licence? Um, not in New South Wales. So okay. New South Wales... Um, public land hunting is on state forests. Uh, the ones that are declared and open, it's not national parks. Okay. No, thank you. Uh, and Richard, probably one of the things I'd like to point out, and it doesn't matter whether it's hunting, whether it's fishing, whether it's boating, whether it's fly, all of the all the various activities we can get involved in. There's always a small group of people that do the wrong thing, and we shouldn't blame an entire group of people or an entire association because of the, the shortcomings of one or two. The majority of hunters do it the right way. They follow the rules and they keep updated with what they need to be doing to stay current. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, most people are out there are really wanting and trying and doing the right thing. Um, uh, like you say, it's the, the small number and they're the ones that, you know, we try to target. Um you know, and we need help from from the public. In in reality, for that, we don't we don't have enough people, you know, to be everywhere all the time. So, when people are out there, if they see people doing what they believe to be the wrong thing, it's quite easy to report. Now we've got an online illegal hunting report. Um, again, easily through our web page or those who are licensed hunters um, and use out. We've got an app they can report through. That can be anonymous. Um, it's just sort of giving us the details and that comes into our compliance and intelligence team and, and then we can look into it and try to make it better for everyone. And, of course, via the website's the best way for people to get involved. Richard, thank you very much for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. No, I really appreciate being on. Thank you very much, gentlemen, and have a great weekend. You too. Richard Varvel, who's the uh, Director of Hunting for the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries, an important topic to talk about. Well, one of the interesting things that I heard then was when he was talking about the dogs, because this interview came through fisheries, and I thought, well, how am I going to use a dog? Does the dog go fishing or what? <laughs> Blakey, can you help me? 
yeah. I need I you back in town. I need you back in town. How are things at Blake's Marine? They're good. They're good. They're busy up there from what I'm led to believe. Oh, so, so I'm told. It's, it's popular. <laughs> I'm told it's very busy, but I haven't seen it myself. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, we left uh, Hobart on Wednesday and had a nice night at Port Arthur. It, uh, wandered up there. Yep. Then we, we left Port Arthur on Thursday. Come around Tasman Island, which is absolutely beautiful. Got about two hours north of there. And the overheat alarm went off on the main engine. It had thrown a belt on the, the main water pump. Not a very it's big far. town, Port Arthur. No, no, it's not that big. It's um, maybe four or five hundred people live there or something yeah. like that. And we're just near the Island of the Dead, which is about a quarter acre island where there's a thousand people buried there. Wow. Yeah. What happened with the uh, with the motor? Just a belt replacement and on your end? Yeah, the problem with this water pump belt is you've got to pull the auxiliary shaft off the front of the engine <laughs> and you've got to walk work through the manifold to get to it after it's been running for three and a half hours. Uh, it's about a two and a half hour job and I've got nice burn marks on both arms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Michael and myself were in the engine room for about two and a half hours changing it. So I put a spare belt in there as well this time. So I just put the spare on tied up out of the road. But then we stopped at uh, South Maria Island on Thursday night, got there late. And yesterday morning had a lovely session on the flathead. We uh, bagged out on flathead. Nice. And um, had fresh flathead tails for dinner last night with a salad. Beautiful. Well, they, they say well, that's what cruising's all about, isn't it? Just fixing your boat in exotic locations. That's the one. You're finding different places to fix your boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you think it'll take you to get back? What's the, Do you have a time plan or are you you're just going yeah. with the flow? I'm hoping for next weekend. We're just going to see there's some wind warnings out today, as I said before, but they're conflicting on met IS against what the local forecast Yeah. Has. And they've got, got time to get across the strait. So we might work our way up the coast towards Flinders and wait to step off from there because it's about 160, 170 nautical miles from there up around Gabo back to Eden again. And we've got a thumping um, a, a, a thumping current coming down from Queensland at the moment all the way down, uh, well down past Bega. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the only, the only way to sort of go out, get out of it, is to go out deep and... You'll get you'll get you'll pick up a little eddy, but one way or the other, you're going to get into it. So, and it's so close to the coast. Yes, yeah, it is. That hot current's been running down for a long period of time, but the water temperature down here's around seventeen degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That's like winter in Sydney surfing. That's the one. That's the one. I've got to mention too. Just watching some of the yachts around here. I know you're a yachty, but please learn the rules with nav lights. They put on two sets of lab, nav lights. They put on their, mm-hmm. their tricolour at the top of their mast and the normal nav lights. And it confuses other boats around the place. Yeah. And Kieran will back this up. If you see two sets of nav lights, you're looking for two boats, not one boat. Yeah, yeah exactly you're right. One or the other, not both of them on. Yeah, and I always think the ones down low are better too because especially um, if you're in a harbour or something like that, they don't get confused with the, the, the skyline in the background myself. Well, but right. each to their own. Right. The, the, the tri lights on top are very good with your sailing because the nav lights can get covered by sails. But yeah. the rest of these people are motoring and they've got two sets of nav lights on. Just don't do it. It's, and it's easy. Listen, just before you go, yes. tomorrow, can we talk about the uh, collection of expired marine flares? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. We've had somebody we'll call you about writing. 6 o'clock. We'll have a chat about okay. that tomorrow. 
Yeah, no problem. Okay. Okay. Safe travels, my friend. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. Safe boating. Okay. D- don't forget, go and visit Blake's Marine, Kieran. Four five double seven double six double nine or blakesmarine.com.au out there towards Windsor. You can't miss them. Boat show every day, 90-odd boats undercover. And you have a great day. Please have a safe day. Fishing is good. I wouldn't fish offshore. To, well, listen tomorrow for the conditions, but please keep your eye on the sky. Do that. We're heading for a top of 31, up to about 20 knots out in the sea with regards to wind, so take care. Goodbye.